And so let's get into the message uh, for today. Uh, if you are able, uh, can you please stand for the reading of God's word so that we honor God's word that God actually is speaking to us uh, and we pay attention. It comes to us from Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 24. And afterward, after I read it, uh, if you agree, then say, this is the word of the Lord. Uh, thanks be to God. Um, and... Um, and then I'll pray for you, and then you could be seated uh, after that. This is what uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 24 says. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is a lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, NIV says unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let me pray for you guys, and you may be seated. God, we just want to thank you for your word. God, you call us to greater faith, and so, Lord, you give us these words to grow in faith. You are the giver of faith, and so I pray, God, that as we accept these, hear these words, accept them, and, Lord, choose to live based on them. I pray that, Lord, you would shape and mold us today. Lord, thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Um, so we're continuing in our series called The Greatest Sermon Series Ever, and it's a series on the greatest sermon given by Jesus himself as he started his ministry, right? And so today, we are going to be looking at a part of his greatest sermon that he started his uh, ministry with that is very challenging. And if you didn't know, we're doing this series because we feel like God is calling us to greater faith, Right? And this passage today, let me tell you, it is going to be very challenging, but it's meant so that we would live with greater faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right? And in our passage today, I want to break it into three parts, three passages, uh, separate parts. Um, and I hope that it would really uh, impact you in, in growing in greater faith. Uh, we're going to start with Matthew 6, verse 19 through 21. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Uh, it's, it's going to be on your screen. Uh, if you look at our passage today, it speaks of treasures, right? It speaks of treasures. Uh, and I define treasures like this. It can ne it, it's not necessarily money, although it can be. Uh, I know money is mentioned at the end of our passage uh, and it can be, but it's not necessarily money. What I like to define treasures by is this. It's asking these questions. What is important to us? What's valuable 
to us. What is worth pursuing in your life? Right? What are we working towards? What are we trying to achieve in your life? Simply what or who is worth it in your life? Answering these questions, I, I think that you're just basically going to share what treasures are to you. When Jesus here mentions treasures, he says there are treasures on earth and there are treasures in heaven. He says the treasures on earth will fade, will be stolen for, uh, from you someday. Basically, the treasures on earth will not last forever. They will end. There is an end to them. But the treasures in heaven will never fade, will never be stolen from you. Basically, he's saying those are forever, for eternity. And in our passage today, if you look, Jesus doesn't necessarily share what these treasures are, or he doesn't even share what these treasures should be, right? Why? Because in our passage today, I don't think that the treasures are actually the point of what Jesus is trying to get at. What I believe Jesus is getting at is this. What kingdom should we shift our lives to? What kingdom, our mindset, our approach, our, our perspective should be based on being the people of God now? Simply, if you focus on earth, you will lay up for yourselves treasures you get on earth. If you focus on God and his kingdom, you'll lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Basically, I believe it comes down to what Jesus is talking about. It comes down to the kingdom mindset versus the worldly mindset. Right? Either you have an eternal kingdom mindset with all the things, all the situations of your life, or you have a worldly mindset with all the things and situations of your life. Either you are shifting your life, right? shifting your life, investing into God and his kingdom, or you're continuing to invest into the things of this world as the rest of the world does. Either you see your goals and your purpose in a worldly mindset and you live based on them, or you see your goals and your purpose in a worldly mindset and you live based on them. And the thing is this, right? Listen to this. Two people can have the very same things go through the exact same situations, but with these two different mindsets, these two people are going to live completely different lives. Do you hear that? Two people who have the very same things go through the exact same situations, but with these two different mindsets, a kingdom mindset versus a worldly mindset, these two lives will look very, very different. You see, the worldly mindset is based on what they can receive in this world. And I think this makes sense. It's what makes sense for their lives in this world. 
That's a worldly mindset. And then there is a kingdom mindset, right? That is based on what God is all about and what makes uh, sense for their lives in the kingdom of heaven. See, with these two different mindsets, you end up thinking differently. You live differently, which I believe ultimately leads to different treasures that Jesus is talking about. See, what would it look like to see your education instead of just how it benefits you or what makes sense for your life in this world to how you're, what you're learning is ultimately about God prepping you to make a difference for the kingdom of God somehow. What would it look like to see your job, right? And a lot of people say this, oh, God gave me my job, right? God opened this opportunity for me, right? A lot of people believe that. What would it, what would it look like to see your job instead of just how, you, uh, how, uh, how it's just for you to make a living, pay for your bills, finally get some of the things you wanted in life in this world, but to how you can use your skills, how you can use the money from your work or the relationships you have at your workplace for God's purpose and his kingdom somehow. What would it look like to see the situations you go through, all of them, not from a lens of how God can help you have a better life, an easier life, or a more successful life in this world. And you call those things blessings. Two, maybe, how about this? How God's story can be told through your situations, even if your situations don't go the way you want it to in this world. But it's because it's about God's story being told, you call it still a blessing. See, I love what Joseph said in Scripture, in Genesis chapter, at the end of Genesis, when he faced his brothers, and his brothers, if you don't know the story, Joseph's brothers beat him, right? They hated him. They put him in a ditch for him to die, and, and they said, you know, what a way, so let's sell him to some traitors, right? They sold his brother to some traitors, and then, uh, and, you know, which led 13 years of Joseph's life into torture, slavery, just torment after torment, prison after prison, 13 years of just extreme suffering. Later, Joseph becomes second in charge over Egypt, and then he has this incident where his brothers are now right in front of him. He has authority over their life, and his brothers just found out Joseph is alive. And his brothers cry out to him, please, Please forgive us. We did evil to you. We did evil to you. And this is how Joseph responds to his brothers in Genesis 50, 20. He says this, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Right? What a kingdom mindset. A worldly mindset would never respond that way would never respond that way, right? 
What you did was evil. He's looking at what you did was evil. And not one part of it, you meant it for good. You meant all of it for good. You actually wanted to kill me. Every part of it was evil. And it led to 13 years of me going through so much pain. But he's like, but I realized, I realized what you did was evil. But what God was doing, he was doing some good stuff. Kingdom mindset. What if, what if your life situations are meant to tell the story of God like God did through so many people in the Bible? What if your life is not meant so that just you would benefit, you would have everything in this world, but what if your life was meant to tell the story of God? Kingdom mindset. That's kingdom mindset, and I believe that's laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Whatever they may be, you know you're laying up for yourself treasures, not in this world, but in heaven. The reality, I believe, is this, though. Many people live believing in the God of one mindset, but living and making decisions on another. I believe in the God of eternity. I believe in the God of his kingdom. Yet the decisions we make and live by is based on the worldly mindset. See, Jesus knows although we say we believe in God, wherever we invest our lives into, what mindset, what world we choose to live by, it shows what or who we really love. Right? Matthew 6.21, he says, For where your treasure is, there... I know your heart is going to be. And he doesn't say for what your treasure is. He's not talking about really the treasure. He's talking about where you want your treasure. Where your treasure is, there I know that's what you really care about. If we say we believe in Jesus but struggle to live for Jesus and his kingdom, and we lay our treasures, right, in this world instead of with him, Jesus is saying that you are still struggling to give your heart to me. Right? Why? Because where your treasure lies, there your heart is also. And let me tell you, where your heart is, is so important to God. It's so important to God. Because God absolutely cares about what or especially who you are giving your hearts to now as the people of God. Jesus died on the cross so that you would give your heart to him and an eternity with him forever. Jesus is saying that the people of God need to start living differently than the world. 
You know why? There's a reason the world lives based on a worldly mindset. And it's simply this, right? It's because they believe this world is all that they've got. They believe this is it, right? Where else would they lay up treasures for themselves if this world is all that they've got? They should max out their treasures in this world. That makes sense, right? But for us, for believers who believe that Jesus died for us and this world is not, right, not the only world that we got, but through Jesus, there's a promise of a better eternal future beyond this world, right? If we really believe in that, Jesus calls those who are with him now to transform our minds from a worldly mindset to an eternal kingdom mindset. And let me say this too. It doesn't mean, and some people are going to distort it too far. It doesn't mean that everything in this world is evil. I don't want to go there. Okay, I don't think that's true. It doesn't mean that all the treasures the world provides are necessarily bad, right? But as the people of God, we realize the world's mindset can never now trump, never now trump the kingdom mindset Jesus desires for us to have and to now live by. It can never trump it. It means the things God has given us in this world, the relationships we have in this world, the situations we go through in this world, we go through them now, now, not when we get there, now with a kingdom mindset. Friends, what would it look like? to day by day by day shift our lives more and more and more. Everything that we have, right? All of our relationships, everything we go through to God in a kingdom mindset. What would that look like in your life? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 through 23, Jesus shares how our eyes play such a big role when it comes to investing in the treasures of heaven or investing in the treasures of this world. He says that the eye is this lamp, right? This lamp of the body. Whatever we feed our lamps, our eyes, whatever we feed our, uh, our eyes, our bodies will be full of light or darkness, he says. Right? It's, and it's interesting that Jesus calls our eyes either healthy or sick, I mean, or, or bad. It's not sick, it's bad. NIV says unhealthy. It's kind of this uh, understanding what you feed your body, your body is going to be, right? If you feed your body good stuff, then your body will be healthy. If you feed your body unhealthy stuff, your body will be unhealthy. Well, Spiritually, he's saying this, if you feed your eyes the things of this world constantly, your, your life will end up being consumed by the things of this world or, he says, darkness. But if your eyes are focused on what is godly and eternal, 
then your, your whole body or your whole existence will be consumed with the things of God and his kingdom. And I'm sure of it, you can see the kingdom mindset. Yes, he's saying, Jesus is saying, yes, I know you live in this world, but remember, you're not of this world anymore. You're in this world, but you don't belong to this world anymore. You're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You're a children of God. So make sure you set your eyes on more and more of Jesus. Make sure you set your eyes on more and more of God's word. Make sure you set your eyes on more and more of God's intentions for you, God's purpose, God's heart for you. Make sure you set your eyes on God's Sabbath. God's Sabbath and spend some time with God. And Pastor Eric talked so extensively about that, right? Make sure you set your eyes on worshiping together with the rest of the body, the church. Make sure you set your eyes on worshiping together at home with your family. Make sure you set your eyes on worshiping privately in your secret place that Pastor Eric talked about a couple weeks ago. Because what you invest your eyes to take in will be what your life is all about. That's what Jesus is saying. What you invest your eyes to take in will be what your life is all about. So if you're having a difficult time thinking, remembering, making decisions, if you're asking, what is kingdom mindset? I don't even know how to think like that. If you're there, right, if you have a difficult time with that, maybe it means we need to set our eyes more on Jesus. Even more. And even more. And even more. Maybe it means that we need to spend more talk, time talking with our brothers and sisters. And, and it's great. Talk about, you know, the Seahawks draft. Talk about, you know, this and that. Talk about everything. That's good. But maybe it means spending more time talking to them about how God might be working in our lives. What God might be desiring of us. Maybe we need to spend more time fixing our eyes on more and more of Jesus and maybe a little bit less and less of what maybe we need to let go of in this world. Again, what you invest your eyes to take in will be what your life is all about. And, and as, we, as I say this, I want to say one more thing. Let me, let me say one thing to parents here. Parents, many of you will be future parents, so you listen in too, okay? Parents, your kids have eyes, and they're watching you. They're watching you, right? And the more you set your eyes on God and his kingdom and his kingdom mindset, the more your kids will see that. And it's not... Foolproof, but you can influence them to invest in that for themselves as well. Right? And 
it goes the opposite way too. The more you set your eyes on this world and all the things that you could attain in this world, the more you're influencing them. They're watching you. The more you're influencing them to set their eyes on the same things as well. We need, and I know there are parents that are doing this. Praise God for that. But we need more parents who will step up, who will set the example of what it means to set our eyes on Jesus and base our lives on a kingdom mindset. Amen? And then finally, Jesus shares in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, what it's all about. Right? What it's all about. Jesus now brings us to this huge fork in the road. Right? He says, no one, no one, there is not a single person who can serve two masters. From this point on, if you want to go further, you have to choose one. Right? From no one can go on two opposing roads at the same time. He's saying you can't go east and you can't go west at the same time. You can't commit to light and darkness at the same time. You can't live as if there is eternity beyond this world and also live as if this world is all that you've got. Those two things don't match. Jesus ends our passage by saying you cannot serve God and serve money, right? I believe he's saying this. Either we will use our money to serve God and his kingdom, or we will try to use God to make more money for ourselves in this world. Let me say that in so you could take it in, okay? Either we will use money to serve God and his kingdom, or we will try to use God, right, to make more money for ourselves in this world. Jesus is saying, you can try. You can try. But one will always win out. One will always win out. And that one thing that wins out, that's your master. That's where you're laying your treasures in. And that's, Jesus is saying, that's where your heart is. You got to choose. You choose Jesus. And you got to choose what mindset, what kingdom your life is going to be about from now on. Friends, brothers and sisters and church, Jesus Christ gave his life for you so that this world is no longer it. That's it's no longer all that you've got, right? I know that we are in this world now, but we have to remember we're no longer part of this world. When this the world is, is not it for us anymore. We are now with one with Jesus, we are the children of God. We are the citizens of his kingdom that will last forever. 
Jesus is asking you, won't you give your life to Jesus? Won't you give your life and make decisions and live based on God and his kingdom from now on? Amen? Let's pray. God, you call us to greater faith. God, it might start with believing. But Lord, now you call us to live it out. God, I thank you that you define how much it means to die on the cross for us. That it's not just going to a place called heaven where you're seeking out our hearts. You're seeking out purpose in our lives. So God, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray for friends. I pray for people here who have yet to accept you as Lord and Savior. How much, Lord, you desire us. And how much, Lord, you want us to give of ourselves to you. So God, I just pray for everybody here if we're struggling to die to this worldly mindset and live for you. God, I pray that you would give us more faith. And that, Lord, with this faith, we could just step out and start living for your kingdom more and more and more. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit, that you do so in our lives. Can we just take a little bit of time and pray? Where are you? How do you see your life? What situations are you going through? And it's God calling you to greater faith. Can we just respond to God for a little bit? Let's pray. So God, this is our prayer. God, make us more and more into the people of God, the children of God who live for you and your kingdom. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.